0: What's up guys? Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening. I hope you're having a wonderful day It's wednesday the 26th of february of 2020. This is our sixth podcast young life club of the year Getting pretty excited now last week. We didn't have a club talk. No podcast. I'm sure you guys were aware Um, I just posted something small But that was because I was a little bit Overtaken by life and I couldn't quite get myself together enough to be able to put together a club um Sorry about that, but this week should be pretty fun. We got a blacklight club going on at the Essers tonight, um, but for you guys listening right now, we got something fun. We're going to be talking about Job, and for those of you guys that know the story about Job, he was a very righteous man, and and I'll actually, let's just get right into it. I don't don't need to to do any other introductions. Um, Have you guys heard about plankton? You guys know about plankton, right? The tiny little microscopic organisms, plant-like organisms that fill the Earth's oceans. Super tiny little things, right? Really cool though, because they actually create fifty percent of the oxygen we breathe. And I know you're like, whoa, how is that possible? Well The thing is, it's not just trees and grass and green leaves that we see that are creating oxygen. Much, to, you know, most people's disbelief, to my disbelief as well when I learned about it. But I learned about plankton my senior year of high school, and then I actually had someone give a talk um, like this, similar to this, talking about plankton. And what they do, if you don't know, is they are at the very most of them are very deep in the ocean, very deep in the ocean, and they float around and they don't really move very much. And they get eat they get eaten by fish or whales, you know. And during the daytime, when the light heats up the water, they or when the sun heats up the water, you know, the ocean of that area, the plankton rises and it comes all the way to the surface, okay, or closer to the surface, closer to the light source, because they're they're plant-like organisms. So they need light to be able to create energy for themselves, to be able to survive, just like plants. And they use photosynthesis to trap this light, create sugar and all of that jazz that I learned in biology years ago. But the main thing is they're creating all this oxygen for us, and they don't really get anything out of it. It's just their byproduct. And they get eaten by fish and they got eaten by whales and they just kind of go up during the day towards the top, towards the light. And then during the nighttime, they sink back down. They use that light for energy while they, when they sink, eat by, get, eat by some fish, rise back up during the day, all the way to the top of the water, right? And the problem that I see here is that's kind of boring, like that's a pretty boring life. And I know these, these tiny little microscopic organisms probably don't even think they don't even know what's going on. It's instinctual. It might even just be, you know, a reaction that just happens. It's a chemical reaction in the plant cell that doesn't even have anything to do with them thinking or instinctual, but it just happens. But The thing is every single day they do this. A couple hundred get eaten by fish here, a couple trillion get eaten by a whale here, but the rest are just going up and down up during the day down at night, up during the day, down at night, every single day, 365 days of the year forever until the earth melts up or water overflows. But you get the picture, right? Plankton have a kind of boring life. They don't really know what's going on. They they really have no brain capacity to realize that, but they just go up and down, up and down. And God created them to do that so that they could create oxygen for the other animals. And so that they could food for other animals. They have a very unique spot in this world and in this earth and in the life cycle and yet a lot of people don't realize what it is. For us, it's important creating 50% of our oxygen. 50%. That's wild because there's so much, right? The ocean's covered. I mean, ocean covers the earth. The earth is covered in oceans. 70% or something like that. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of plankton. It's a lot of photosynthesis happening. And that's the cool part about it is that There's not really, there's not really a a place for coincidence when God's creating everything. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of rambling here because I'm passionate about this, but God created everything for a purpose. There was nothing that God created that was like, oh, oops, I forgot to, I forgot to put that part in there. Or oops, I didn't realize that I included that. Every single thing he did is for a purpose. And although we might not know that there is one. In the same way of us not knowing his purpose, Job, a guy in the Bible, didn't know what his life was going to amass to. And I'm going to read a little bit about this. Um, The book of Job is really long and I'm going to summarize nearly the whole book, but I'm just going to read a little bit of the beginning. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job or Job, it's spelled J-O-B, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. They were born to him seven sons, three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And his sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one on this day, and blah, 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 blah. Basically, there's a guy, and he has a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. He's wealthy. He lives in the land of ooze. He's got a big family, lots of kids, lots of lots of um, legacy to uphold. Or his legacy will be uphold. And they have feasts, and they do all this stuff. And he's a good man. He's a good man. He's, he fears God turns away from evil. He's upright and blameless. But now there's a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down and on it and to it, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on earth? The Lord says, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Basically, I don't know if this happened for real. No one knows if this happens for real. A lot of people think it literally happened. A lot of people think that it was a, a metaphor, a story used to create a purpose. We're gonna go with a story because I'm trying to create a purpose with it. What it's going, what it's saying is, there's a guy, he's really rich. He's got a lot of stuff, he's, he's a good man. He fears God, he's blameless, he's upright, he's righteous. God likes him. He says he's a good dude. Satan says, yeah, I, I know this guy. But I think that's just cause he has all this stuff that he's really blameless and righteous. If he was poor, if he had all his family, didn't have any family, didn't have all this wealth, I don't think that he would like you as much. I think he would turn away from you and worship me or worship something else. And so God says, yeah, okay, do whatever you want to him, go and do whatever you want to him, but you can't kill him. And Satan says, all right, man, I got this. Satan goes down and basically all these terrible things happen to Job. His flocks all die, his health declines, his kids all get killed or kidnapped or taken away by invaders. All these different horrible things happen to him. He gets boils on his skin, he gets leprosy, he, he gets diseases, right? He loses all of his livestock, all of his money gets depleted. His wife abandons him, he says, hey, I know that you used to have a lot of money, but now you don't have any money and you're still thinking that God cares for you and loves you, and he did. Throughout all of this, Job didn't despair. Every single time that something bad happened to him, he would just come back to God and say, Hey, I don't know what's going on, but I trust that you got a plan. I'm going to stay faithful to you. And this angered Satan and Satan just did more and more bad things. He had his friends of his come to him and say, why are you doing it? Why are you doing this? Why, why can't you just, you know, say God's bad and that he's not helping you? Why, why do you have to keep being righteous and keep being blameless? Like, why, why are you doing this? Maybe you could worship somebody else, some other God, and maybe that God will help you out. And he says, no, my God's the one true God. He's going to help me out. I don't know my plan. I don't know what's going to happen to me, but I know that he wants this to happen. And this is his plan. And who am I to be able to say no to that? Who am I going to be able to say no to that? And there's 40 chapters of, of craziness and all kinds of other stuff that we won't get into right now. But... Basically, he has a lot of conversations with friends. He has a lot of conversations with his wife and with God. And a lot of other people talk to him and say, maybe you didn't think about this. Maybe you didn't think about this. Is it your sin that's doing this? Bottom line is, God was in control of all of it. Job had no control of it. And he did exactly what God wanted him to. God told Satan, no, he's still going to be righteous even if he has nothing. Satan says, oh yeah, I want to bet. God says, sure, go for it. Now, God doesn't usually gamble with the devil, right? But in this situation, in this story, Satan goes down and tries to destroy Job's life. And he succeeds. He destroys Job's life, but he doesn't destroy Job's spirit. He doesn't destroy the will that Job has to continue to be fearing God and running away from evil. And I think that's what we kind of need to do. You know, the, the connection to this this Plankton story, these Plankton have no idea what their life life is even they have no idea what's going on but they're made for a purpose and even though their life is mundane and and maybe even like our lives are mundane sometimes we get caught in a routine we get caught in darkness just you know going to sleep and waking back up and going to school and doing our homework and doing our extracurriculars and going to sleep and waking back up and going to school Doing our extracurriculars doing homework going to sleep, you know Same thing day in and day out every single day, you know, oh, it's finally friday. We got the weekend What do you do on the weekends? Oh, you sleeping really late hang out on your phone hang out with friends sunday rolls around You know you party whatever then you back to school again Next weekend comes, you party, you hang out with friends, you go to sleep, party, hang out with friends, go to sleep, school again, right? It's the same thing. And for you guys, you know, it's for four years, that's high school. And then from that, it's 12 years from first grade to 12th grade, right? Before that, you don't even remember what happened. And after that, you get a job or you go to college and it's just the same thing. School, hang out with friends, school, hang out with friends, school, hang out with friends. Same thing. It's very easy to get trapped in a routine that we can't break out of. I know that that's happened to me. When I was in school, and I'm gonna share something, you guys. When I was in school, I was definitely trapped in a routine. I was homeschooled up until ninth grade, so before then, I was I was alright. I wasn't exactly as trapped to a specific pattern as I was in high school. Before high school was nice. My mom taught me and my two younger brothers, and we would go on field trips every once in a while. We would do fun stuff. We would learn things in different ways that public schoolers wouldn't be able to learn about them in we do all kinds of cool experiments for science we learn our math all kinds of different things we learn how to do different things too how to cook how to um do home things you know chores and things like that were important because we could learn how to do those things how to sew you know i already said cooking how to pack things you know all kinds of different weird things finances we learn how to do at an early age all this different cool stuff And I wasn't trapped then, but when I went to high school, everything changed. I would wake up at 6.30 or whatever, get to school by 6.10 when when school started at 6.10 or 7.10. And then all the day I would go to my classes, just go from one class to the next, one class from the next, see this friend, see that friend, say hi, say good morning teacher, good afternoon teacher, and then leave, go home, do my homework, and come back the next day. And I was trapped in a mundane pattern. And the only person that would break that pattern would be my mom because she was the fun one. She would say, oh, let's go do something fun this weekend. Tell me about your day. Tell me about something that was different about your day that made it unique, that made it stand out. My mom was really the person that, that strove to be different, to be the excitement in my life, which was awesome. And the problem was when she passed away in 2015, I was trapped in a mundane again. I was trapped in a routine and a pattern because I no longer had that fun part of my life that would be able to bring happiness and joy. I was trapped because from that I had another two and a half years of high school, two and a half years of high school with my not critical dad but more cynical, more um, rule-abiding father, and my two younger brothers who again just went to school and came home, and then we went to school and came home, and went to school and came home, and there wasn't a lot of excitement out of the norm, and it was difficult for me for those couple years without young life my senior year it was even harder i had to find things to do on my myself and maybe i didn't find those things in the best places maybe i found not as good friends as i could have found maybe i hung out with people that i shouldn't have been hanging out with or doing things i probably shouldn't have been doing to be able to try and break that routine and i ended up getting stuck back in the same routine that i was in before i tried to break it and like these plankton we're trapped in this darkness, and I couldn't break out of it, and maybe some of you guys can't break out of this darkness. But what you guys need to know is that it's not all bad. Right? Even if we don't know what kind of plan we have, or what plan our lives are gonna amount to, God does. God knows the plan that he has for us, each and every one of us. Just like he knows the plankton, just like he knows every sand on the seashore, that's a, literally a verse in the Bible. He has a plan for us, and he loves us more than anything in the world. He created each and every one of us, knows each of our names, knows each hair on our head. These are all Bible verses I'm quoting. And yet we still kind of get trapped and we can't get out of it. So what I'm encouraging you guys to do is focus this week, every day when you wake up, to do something different, to realize that your plan has a purpose. And even if you don't think it does, just like the plankton, they don't know what their plan is. They don't know what the purpose is. They're really important. You know, those plankton create 50% of the oxygen we breathe. Each one of you guys can create a smile on someone else's face if you wanted to. Each one of you guys could do something to change the world, to change what's around you, to change someone else's perspective. That's kind of what Jesus is calling us to do. He's calling us to be a change, to be the excitement in other people's lives. And if you guys can't amount to that, I know someone else will come by and do that. And if they don't, that's okay because you know, and I know, we know that God has a plan for us. And he's going to be the one when we die or whenever it happens, he's going to be the one that says, hey, there's going to be an eternity of excitement in heaven for you. So that's all I got for you today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you can hit that like button, subscribe so you can see our more episodes. Got another one coming out next week, hopefully, if, you know, club doesn't get canceled. Um, Should have a guest speaker next week. So we should have some fun with that. If you're listening, stay tuned. Have a great day, guys, and an amazing week. Bye-bye.